Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what is the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience is the lifestyle. Our lifestyle. A lifestyle. And the award-winning yeah, Connected yeah, yeah, Experience yeah. podcast of the year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Congratulations. You know what, though? I was just thinking the other day, like, that really is, like, a nigga lifestyle. So I was thinking, like, our show called, like, the Connected Experience, right? Right. And that's the experience of us being connected. And then we connect other people, and that's really what, what we, do. we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you been going? What you had going on? Uh, I'm not going to say nothing, but I haven't been like too. How man? We've been hella active doing like yeah, but that's on nothing I could, I could yeah. speak about. So yeah. other than that's that, all I've been talking about. Trying to get out the rat race, man. That's all I focus on. Yeah, man. Yeah, and by yeah. the rat race, I mean getting up, going to work, getting off, going home, getting up, going to work, getting off, going home. Bro, you gotta take yeah. some days for yourself, man. I've been feeling like in tip top shape, like. Dodging yeah. work, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do definitely got to take time for yourself. That's what whatever you do, though. Cause yeah, when yeah, it starts to feel like work, yeah, yeah. you know, you'd be like, I'm tight on that shit. So, uh, what you got work? work? No, what you what you what I've been up to? Yeah. Uh, what, about to make a, work. Uh. Yeah, dodging work. <laughs> about to make an impact with this next project because the only way to get it popping is to make an impact. Other than that, it's over. I do have a word. It's a vocal, a part or a piece of music that is sung. Okay, and then my word is prodigy, a person, especially a young one, endowed with uh, with quality, with great qualities and abilities. Exceptional. Exceptional qualities and abilities. So why was your word vocal? Because we have a vocalist with us today who was actually also a, a child, child prodigy. prodigy yeah yeah so, so he laughed so is that, is that not true because that, that's what we heard yeah so. yeah like doing no, our research no, it's we, true we, yeah it was a it's child true. prodigy so. so who well first of all introduce yourself brother oh, i'm brandon williams brandon yeah. Yeah. it's yeah, a little bit more to that like you the grammy nominated right. award-winning brandon williams so all you, stuff you that, got, I, that yeah. I hate talking about <laughs> well you got to talk about it because you're from here right yeah and people need to know that that's possible from here oh you know so although Grammy's not the end all be all for us, because I'd rather Absolutely. a BET award than a Grammy any day, because that's from our it's, people. It's us. Well, the, yeah. the, the word BET, but that's all right. my account yeah. too. Wait, wait, it used to be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a whole other story for yeah. a whole other yeah. day. <laughs> right. So let's talk yeah. about growing up in Detroit, actually. Yeah, Where are you no from doubt. in Detroit? Uh, West Side. I'm, West I'm, side. Dexter, I'm Dexter Davidson boy. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. The yeah. real West Side. So like the real, the, the, West real side. the real, the real, real West Side. My family was YBI. So yeah. Okay. That's, you know. Now, now, this is a worldwide show. So when you say the family is YBI, explain not, not in too detail. much detail, yeah. but Correct. what that meant to Detroit oh, and, and the game as a whole. Oh, man. So YBI, you know, the, the, was the Young Boys Incorporated. You know, so you had them. You had the Chambers Brothers and. Uh, YBI is actually, you know, and and it's and it's kind of crazy um, to talk about this and for this to be my family. But the reason why we had crack cocaine 
come in and swoop down, you know, right, in the right. 80s, man, was because of YBI. Yeah. My uncle, uh, my uncle Sylvester, he was the dude who literally brought it into the community. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, your uncle. You know, I it, know who Sylvester Yeah, I know Sylvester. Yeah, Sil Murray, that's my uncle. Yeah. I just actually read a book about the YBI that Pet put out. Yeah, that was a good book. book, man. It's a good book. I mean, and it really goes into detail about how it works, that was a good book. I read Butch Jones' book, you know who got a great documentary on the YBI? Al Prophet. It's called yeah, Rolling Three One Three. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. even uh, with uh, the the relationship that uh, Detroit has with the city of Boston is because of the, the YBI. YBI. And oh, yeah. boys went out there, and then a lot of people they they try to play Benzino like he wasn't the truth, but in right. them books oh, no. they tell you about oh, no. Ray Dog, and that's Benzino, that's Benzino, and he real with it. Yeah. So growing up under that 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 coming from that lineage like was it any was it privileged or was it pressure to take over the family business in a sense you know what man i i kind of stayed away from it yeah. um you know because as as a kid i knew that it wasn't the thing yeah, right know? right um and my mom made sure i knew that that it, it was the thing okay you know i'll never forget man you know this this is crazy because this is one of my first inspirations is seeing a dude get shot in the head on you know on the basketball court i was 10 years old 9 yeah. 10 something like yeah. that you know and it inspired me to move away from that yeah. type of you know activity. that yeah that type of activity so yeah. you know i was always kind of running from that you know what i mean cuz yeah. being around it it was always there i mean just being in the city of detroit period right yeah. or in the, any inner, inner city, city yeah. you know it's it's right there and you know and you can get in it like that and i think you know. what people underestimate is uh the to really be in the mix when you look back on what the mix is that right. you were a part of, like if you like got any type of uh soul, you would be like, damn, we we did this. Right. Because yeah, I mean, at that time, like what we always uh like to note that uh, for the most part. Right. The influx of money that drugs brought to the black oh community. God. That's when people really start touching wealth. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean, of course, it had been wealthy black people, but they was yeah. far and in between. But when you talk about, uh, we go get into your story too. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, no, but no. when we talk about a guy like uh, Eddie Jackson, the first black man to live in Southfield, right? Stuff like that, and it's like now we think about Southfield, and it ain't nothing but black men. Yeah, real talk. And, and to know like drugs did that, so when people look back and say like, damn, like this, if it wasn't for drugs. Sometimes I wonder, like, where, where would we like, be? Where would we be? And, yeah, and that's because not that's how we got in. That's yeah. how we got in. And that's nothing wrong because if it wasn't for bootlegging, where would Irish men be? Exactly. Where would Jewish men be? Because the Jewish men have always been in the mix with the Irish and the blacks mixed up with the bootlegging and the drugs. Right. Exactly. They just happen to have their hands on all of it. But, like, them right. one specific things took, like, uh, generations, generations to, the to the next level. Like, exactly. you got you got to think about this, right? I mean, Italians, same way. Yeah, like the Italians. Kennedys. Just the Kennedys. No, is, yeah. So is, the Kennedys, right? Right, Irish, Irish was like the bottom of the barrel when it came to white people, right? right. So they father start in bootlegging, which was illegal, right? And then he had his son run the country. That's like the Real ultimate talk. come up story. So that's just like when, okay, my father might have sold drugs, and then his granddaughter ended up being like the top surgeon. It started right. with the, with the drugs. It started with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so you had something else about you that was special. You actually were labeled a child prodigy. So right. when did you discover that you were just like? gifted uh, gifted way above the curve i was probably five yeah when when i actually kind of knew it for myself yeah. um you know i was a visual artist so i was drawing and painting that kind of stuff but what i really knew man i was in the back of a cab with my mom I was headed to my grandmother's house um for christmas one year and yeah. my mom had this broken this little square radio 
and it was broken. So we in the back of this cab and we riding through and she hadn't been, I mean, the radio had been broke for like a year. Yeah. And, you know, I was able to open it up, take it apart, you know, and I don't know how I did what I did, you know, and, um, you know, so from there, you know, I became a, you know, computer repair technician and all this stuff. And I was just gifted in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of realized early on, that you know, that I wasn't like the rest of the kids who were, you know, who were around. Yeah. Did you have siblings or was it just you? Yeah, I had an older brother and a younger brother. And then a middle child. Yeah, middle child. And then um, on my dad's side, I got a sister. Yeah. So growing up as a middle child in the 80s, I mean, in the eighties and the nineties, like what what led you actually to music? Because when we go when we talk to rappers, mm-hmm. every rapper say that they older brother, older cousin or whatever okay. introduced them to music or whatever. But like what led you to music once you realized that you was a prodigy? Was it something like let me try this and see if I can do this. Like, it it kind of was that. Like my grandmother, you know, every 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 kid at five or six, you get some kind of instrument, you know, yeah. especially then. Um, you know, somebody had a guitar, you know, somebody, you know, they just want to see what's going on. So you had a little toy drum sets and keyboards and all that kind of stuff. So my grandmother bought me a keyboard when I was five and I, you know, kind of played around with it for a couple of years yeah. and didn't really do anything with it. But it was this dude, I can't remember his name that lived across the street from me. and He had a bigger keyboard and he was sitting outside playing with it. And I'm like, yo, you, you know, you mind if I try, you know, try to play your keyboard. So. You know, I played it and he heard me. He was like, man, you can have it, you know, because I'm not going to do nothing with it like <laughs> right, like yeah. you what you doing with it. I never heard nobody play it like, you know, he this, he may have been 10 years older than me. And uh, he said, I never heard nobody play it like that. So, man, here, just keep it. And that's when I kind of, you know, so he was kind of the dude that kind of paved, you know, that whole thing. So yeah. what, what I heard was important about that is he knew, like, I just do this because I got it. You right. doing something with it. And what's crazy is that usually, like, he, that same guy who was 10 years older, you could have put a sack in your hand. Right. You Real feel talk. what I'm saying? But he Real was talk. like, this, whatever you did on oh, that, that keyboard, right. you he was to like, stick to this. Yeah, just take it. Yeah, take it. And you, and you, yeah, because you're going to do more with it than yeah. I, I am. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so, so to right. even have that foresight is yeah. like yeah. dope. You know what I mean? So, uh, how was your schooling? Like, what schools did you go to? Um, I went to Bernie Middle School. Uh, I mean, Bernie Elementary School, which is now torn down. And um, I went to Winter Halter four minute broad street and um then me and my mom and my brothers we moved to highland park so i ended up in barber then we moved back to the west side and um i ended up going to henry ford so oh, okay so yeah. that's what you that's what you finished that yeah, finished, now, yeah what was high school like at this time because you like you say you moved to highland park then you moved back to the west side but this whole time you still got this 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 aura around you as a a child prodigy right. and b or a who your family is and then right. b I'm a child prodigy, like, and now you're getting older and you're starting to see that, like, I'm really developing into something. Right, 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 right. And I kind of got some muscle behind me if it's a problem. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like, the yeah, if it's a, is it, were people aware of this or were you just like people, so we, on a we, different level? Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, we kept that part of it quiet. Um, okay. you know, my, like my mom just really tried to shield me and my brothers from that whole thing because we saw so much when we were little. Yeah. So it was always kind of a, you know, but y'all yeah. knew it was an underlying. But, oh, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we knew. You know, and then my dad, you know, um, on his side, you know, it was it was a lot going on. But, um, yeah, when I got in high school, I mean, I don't I don't remember how high school started. I remember my very first report card, though, because that's when I kind of got into girls. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, what I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, little boys, you know, we looking at little girls. We saying what's popping. 
And um, when I got to ninth grade, though, man, my, my first report card was all Fs and a D. What'd you get to be? What was the chip? Oh, my God. I don't even I don't remember <laughs> what I don't remember what classes I had. But it's like, man, how do you get an F in everything except yeah. one class? Yeah. You know, so I'm in the girls. The, 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 the class the with the less girls. That's what you got to do. Right. Yeah. right. I got a D. And now, you know, but, you know, I was doing the music thing. I was in the, you know, in the auditorium playing piano in the music room, playing piano. I walk around the school with my guitar on my back. You know, so I'm cool. You yeah. know, I'm feeling myself. Yeah. You know, I'm halfway handsome. You know, yeah. decent looking. The girls is looking at me. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah, it, it was an interesting start to high school. So, how many instruments do you play currently? Man, I have no idea. It's that many? I that have many? No idea. If you put it in front of me, give me two minutes with it, and I guarantee you that I can play it. So, what's your favorite instrument to play? Oh man, um. I don't know, man. It would have to be somewhere between drums, piano, and guitar. Like those, those are my favorites. Okay. Who are your yeah. favorite musician? Oh my god! Right, because you probably know it's, about musicians. Yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's yeah. way too many to name, man. I mean, literally, it's if way you had too to pick many. one guitarist, one guitarist would probably be George Benson. George, George Benson, Benson is the king of the guitar. Okay, yeah, he's that's, the king. Okay, now, so growing up. I imagine that Mimes is playing Anita Baker when you look. Oh, absolutely. So oh, Mimes is oh, playing yeah. Anita Baker. And um, it was Freeway Rick behind her? Is that who he put the money yeah. up at? Okay, so yeah. Freeway Ricky Ross put some money up for Anita Baker sure at did. one time. And that was her first album. That's and crazy. Then, y'all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he put the money up for Anita Baker. You listening to Anita Baker. Fast forward, you a child prodigy and you working with Michael J. Pop. Exactly. Which is the man, you know, for people who don't know. Behind, behind everything, everything that everything. you love by Anita Baker is because Mike Powell did it. And, um, yeah, I was playing at this club called Lola's. I started there in 2005. You know, and, of course, I knew who Mike was. I yeah. met him once and uh, been over to the studio, which is uh, in Oak Park. I, I went over there one time. And, you know, he didn't remember me, but he was. it was a studio called Harmony Park upstairs. Yeah, Harmony yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. Harmony so, Park. you know, did a ton of work up there. Anita was up there, Aretha. You know, that's when I ended up getting a chance to work with them. But I was playing downstairs at the club, you know, and Mike would come in. And he was just kind of standing at the door watching me. And you definitely wouldn't know that he had anything to do with anything. We got a Mike Powell story. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. you you would have, yeah, I mean, you just Especially back, I mean, because this yeah. wasn't no pictures. He, You know what I'm saying? Like, right, it, no it's social It's kind of like if you knew who Mike Powell was, you knew who what he, he was. looked like. Exactly. You yeah. know the music, but if you knew what he looked like, then you'll Then it like, would be like, yeah, a, yeah it would yeah. be a thing. But, yeah. You know, so um, like I didn't know who he was at first because I hadn't seen him in so long. So, you know, I was to see him go up, you know, upstairs to the studio all the time. So one day I went upstairs to the studio and I'm talking to my man, Quentin. And, um, you know, he's like, man, you know, this is Mike Powell. I'm like, oh, shoot. OK, cool. So every break, you know, on uh, when I was performing, I would go upstairs and just kind of sit there and just listen. And, um, you know, he kind of pulled me to the side, asked me what I did, wanted me to help him on some records, play some guitar on some stuff, play some keyboard. And uh, Mike Powell is a dude who kind of showed me how to craft a song. Yeah. You know, before then, I was just making beats. Like, yeah. that was the thing. You know, I was working with M and Dre and doing yeah, all the D12 stuff, yeah. and, you know, and all of that. You know, but Mike kind of took me, you know, in the other yeah. direction, you know, with the music that I really loved. You right. know, I was doing hip hop because it was pan. That's what I was right. going to say. About to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was pan. Yeah, so um, how we, we knew who Mike Powell was from the Anita Baker stuff, but we was a part of a team uh, called Double Dog Records. Okay. It was a guy named Mitchie Mitch. He was a white boy. And uh, Mike Powell loved this guy. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, he loved him. And through that connection, like, we used to be around Mike Powell and all that. Like, we got a picture on our wall with Mike Powell, and people be looking at it, and we'd be like, 
if you only knew who this was. Right. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like this, like you would trip out if we told you who this was. Yeah. But he just we just showed him a lot of respect and we would be places with him while he was watching Mitch work or whatever. Okay. That situation didn't work out, but like just you you know when you're in the presence of greatness. Absolutely. Like you just know. Absolutely. And so yeah, so he definitely felt our presence. Though, right? Yeah, we felt <laughs> each other's presence. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Like uh especially when it comes to like you getting an opportunity to meet someone that you've listened to for so long so i could imagine yeah. like the feeling like what was the feeling like when he first asked you to play on a record after hearing like this work and his body of work he had Yo, i was terrified yeah i was i mean i was terrified because he had worked with some of the greatest musicians yeah. on the planet man right you know rafer griffin on drums and ryan otis who's from detroit on drums al turner and greg filling games and george yeah. duke yeah. You know, all of these people who yeah. I look up to, man. And Brandon and, uh, Williams. Yeah, I mean, at, at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was terrifying, man, because I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you impress somebody like that? Yeah. Just, but be you just be yourself. Just, just be, be you yourself. because yeah. I chose you because I'm impressed you by you already. You. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just the level of nervousness because you exactly. like, yo, Anita Baker. Like, you, exactly. I, you go home and be like, ma. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I'm saying. Like, it was, I mean, it was nuts, man. But yeah, it's, you know that that's one thing. You know what you say. I came to realize is these people choose you based on they what just you do. want yeah, you yeah, to do. You yeah, right? They yeah. they be see when people think about like what fan means, people automatically think like automatic fanatic, like oh my god. But right. a person is a fan of greatness and a fan of talent and a fan of whatever they like to be. So right, he was watching you played his guitar and stuff and he already knew what he wanted exactly. he was becoming a fan he didn't it, you didn't walk up to him like yo i played on this i played on that he right. like i don't care if this your first time playing i like you I like what and i that, like you i like, like what, what you're doing, doing. so yeah. yeah something you said that might have uh, caught the listeners ears you said you work with m you work with dre yeah now right. explain how the how these things came about because that because we talking about mike powell and they never heard of mike powell you gotta right. be in the know and you <laughs> right. said Real that up. made you nervous but you work with M and Dre, so they like, well, who is not? A lot of people go right. look into who Mike Powell is now of from course, this conversation. Yeah. But like, how did this M and Dre connection come about? So I was working at Guitar Center, and um, which one out in uh, right in Southfield? Okay, yep, okay, yeah. I was working at Guitar Center in Southfield uh, back in I think I got there in 01, maybe two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, and I met this cat named Denine Porter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you know, I mean, at the time, you know, he was kind artist from D twelve. So yeah. you know, he walked in the store, and I was the keyboard manager or something at the time. Oh, so they got. <laughs> Because it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Center. So they it's like huge. it's a guitar manager, a keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Different like, departments. Yeah, yeah. like I, I was, the, I was yeah. the manager of like three or four departments. You know, when I was there, you know. So he walks in, and I'm like, you know, not really fanning out, but it's like, yo, that's you know, that's denying. That's my man. You know, that been yeah. making the beats for D12. I seen him in the video, you know, and um, you know, so he heard me playing something. And I was in the keyboard room on break or something like that. And uh, he heard me playing something. Was like, "Yo, you know, why don't you come do some work with me?" I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, you know. So I mean, we worked together, you know, as you know, kind of production partners for some years, you know. So I got to do some stuff with Exhibit and Buster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this know. is this is when they come. This is it. This two thousand. Yeah, yeah this, right. Oh yeah, yeah. This two, is the takeover. Oh yeah, yeah two thousand one, two thousand two. You know, we were working on Dre's Detox record, which you know, who knows if yeah. that'll ever see the light of day. But I, I swear to you. I worked on probably a hundred songs for the Detox record. So, what's the most notable yeah. song that people may know that you worked on from that era? Um, it will probably be "Smoking Gun," Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jadakiss. Um, yeah. yeah. Featuring Jasmine Sullivan. So it was that one. 
Um, I can't even remember all this other stuff I did. Um, one song for Exhibit, then this one uh, Decisions yeah. for uh, Busta Rhymes. Yeah. With, so where, so you got all these plaques. Fox. I'm sure you got like just plaques all over the... All, all that's, that's a whole... The, it's a whole conversation I don't even want to get into. Because <laughs> what people don't realize is... <laughs> you got to order the So like, yeah. uh, this is yeah. why I love Chameleon there. Chameleon there, when he went platinum, he ordered... If you worked on his album, he ordered, he ordered the plaque, plaque everybody and sent that's, it to that's, you. That's how it should be. That's how it should that's be. How it should but be. like most people don't know that usually the person has to call the RIAA, prove that they worked on the record. Exactly. And then. And then that's a headache anyway. Like, it's then, a headache, man. Yeah. And then it take a year for it to get to you. Like yeah. when I was, you know, so the, the Vicky Winans thing that I did, you know, was how I got my Grammy nomination. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. I'm just thinking, you know. Uh, um, you know the the thing is gonna show up to the house. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, man, it's been six months. You know, yeah. I don't have nothing yet. It's been a year. I don't have nothing. So you know, come to find out, I'm the conversation with a party. He's like, man, you got to call them people yourself and let them know. And let them know that won an image yeah. award as well, right? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So how did you get in contact? Like, are these people seeking you out once they hear you other places, or or like? Are you bumping into them and then are they seeing you? Like, how did you get with Vicky Winans? A partner of mine um, who actually I'm doing some work with him now, this cat named Mark Dixon. Uh, we call him Polo. He's a dope producer, man. And he just called me in and, uh, you know, some stuff about the record that, that he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't wrap his head around. He's like, yeah, hey, I need you to come and, you know, co-produce this with me and play some guitar and just do your thing. Yeah. And um, that's kind of, you know, I just kind of got pulled into that situation, man, which was really dope. Now, you won yeah. a Grammy or you Grammy nominated? Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated. Yeah. So now when you, uh, when people seek you, do they say, I heard you on this record? Like some, do certain yeah. people come for certain things that they know oh, that abso- you played absolutely. on? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, some people want me, you know, to do production because they heard me produce on this or they'll want me to play guitar or drums or you know, because they heard me on somebody else's record. So, yeah, I get calls yeah. for all types of stuff all the time. Yeah, so something yeah. Uh, else dope that we uh, that we seen was a Quincy Jones approved right. that, your album. Yeah, right? the first one, yeah. The first one. So what what do you mean by approved? So I reached out. Um, I was on Twitter one day, and it just popped in my head, like, let me hit Quincy Jones up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it's, I mean, Social media now is it's different it's the great, now. Yeah, it's the great connector. Like yeah. you know, who, how how could you get to Quincy Jones twenty years ago? <laughs> right. Yeah, it, you ain't in the circle. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get to Quincy. The Jones people you go ask ago. to get you to Quincy Jones been trying to get to Quincy Jones. Exactly. <laughs> you, know you know. So saying? you know. So I I I hit you know I hit him with a tweet. You yeah. know, like Quincy. You know, I I guarantee you, if you hear this album, you'll love it. Yeah. You know, blah blah blah. And I can't remember what else I said. So, you know, he tweeted me back and was like, uh, "I can't. What what in the world did he say?" I would still um, have that yeah, screenshot on my phone. Look, and yeah. I, still, I still got it, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I, I, I took all of the tweets and put it all together, yeah. you know, in this, in this thing so we could see the whole conversation. And he was like, well, DL me or well, send it or something like that. So then he DL me his assistant, yeah. um, his Twitter page. So then I connected with his assistant. They gave me the address. I sent it out to him. And then they emailed me back. You know, with this whole thing about how Quincy liked the record, and that's—I mean, it was really dope, man. What I what I love that's about that's a crying uh, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah real talk. <laughs> yeah, man, like, yeah, you know, like, Quincy is like the Yoda. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, you know, and what I love about music. him. Yeah, yeah, what I love about him though, uh, through watching the documentary, because we would just assume Quincy Jones is the best. Right. In that documentary, he showed you that everybody who he thought was the best, he lived right. with them, breathed with them, figure out. They showed him this how is to be how the I'm the best at this. Exactly. He took all of that and became the best 
period. It's almost unbelievable. Yeah. Like every yeah, yeah. time, listen, he's like, got a crazy story, man. Yeah. I get high. Oh, I smoke weed. I don't get high. That's all crazy. So <laughs> I smoke weed, right? And I was watching it, right? And like every time, like a regular person would think that they was at the top, he just took it further, yeah, and further, yeah, and he, he showed you every down. error. He actually showed you that it was limitless. Like the possibilities were right. limitless on what you can do because right. I'm 37, right? You know what I'm saying? So everything I know Quincy Jones for. Is thirty seven years in? You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Not the thirty seven years before, before that. that exactly. You know what I'm saying? We exactly. had to learn about. You but know? see, the 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 most powerful thing though, because he showed you it was limitless, is when he went back home to Chicago to that one room that they right. started off that in. Is, yeah. Because that's showing not only is it limitless, that it don't matter where you came from. It, right. Right. And, and yeah. The dope part about Quincy Jones for real is that his family was like one of the last of the numbers runner syndicate right. in Chicago. In Brownsville. In Brownsville. Brownsville. You know, so like these stories. So basically that's like your story. Exactly. Exactly where you come from and what you connected to that was just the his time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And like it'd be so many similarities and greatness. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you could go back to your first bedroom that you remember when you discovered that you was a child prodigy and where you are now today, people would be like, "Okay, oh no, like, yeah. yeah." I mean, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, if people saw, you know, the the way I was living at five and ten years old, yeah, yeah. come on, because I think you know, some people yeah. believe that it can't happen, so they think like when people do something that they perceive to be great that they came from that and yeah. the most people who do stuff from that end up being great actually came from nothing and they set set talk. it up like uh well we said Quincy Jones first of all if, by now if people haven't seen that and then the follow-up was even great when they followed it up with Clarence Avon because on, people had no yeah. clue that those two guys are best friends no but besides them being best friends they are the best at what they do and when michael jackson is sitting in the room with cbs lawyers and sony lawyers and everybody Quiet. in the room like right. say like, why he why he here oh no he gonna make sure everybody right. get what right. they supposed to get yeah, so exactly. it's like these are the best at what they did and it's like but you look and they come from the same places exactly the the, the ghetto the the bottom of the bottom see what people think of the ghetto today it ain't like it was when they was the ghetto it wasn't no running yeah. water it wasn't no heat it was you know worse than good times yes it was worse than good times good times was a step up because that was in the 70s yeah, that was a big step up. <laughs> right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they had the yeah. yeah so it's like when people come from these places and come from uh detroit the west side of detroit dexter and davidson when people don't know what them streets mean and it's like no if you look what dexter and davidson was and where people who do great things come from you did that, it without that, a basketball, right? And you did it without drugs. Exactly. So it's like this brother had to put in the work. You, you just said it don't matter what instrument I sit in front matter. of you. You yeah. to so you you actually toured the world playing instruments. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So what's yeah. your favorite place in the world besides home? Home don't count, man. South Africa. South Africa. Oh, man. listen. When you got off the plane in South Africa, did they tell you welcome home, dude? It felt like welcome home. And I tell people that all the time, man. When I stepped off the plane, the air and yeah. the whole everything said welcome home. Everybody yeah. that we talk to who's been to Africa man, listen, say that. That's what they say. They're dude, like. It's the most amazing place. Like I jump off the plane. You know, I'm walking. 
down the tarmac and all these African women just run up to me and start hugging me and kissing me on the cheek. It was crazy, man. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm now, like, who were you on tour with? Or um, you were... Actually, I was uh, working with Jay Electronica at the time. Okay. We, we were over there recording his album. Another so. one. Another he one. From, he the from the Magnolia Projects. Magnolia projects. Like, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. From the project. And, from, I mean, he's, he's one he's of the greatest He's from the Magnolia MCs. Projects. Real well, talk. I mean, I don't know if a nigga ever been. We used to go to New Orleans <laughs> all the time. We used to rap and we uh, had a situation on the floor with C Murder, like that okay. guy was hooking up. And we went to the Calio and we went to the Magnolia and we 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 started in the projects uh here we from Inkster. so okay. you know we uh my family is from from Saigon which is Denby Terrace and that's the projects oh yeah real but talk. but these projects this is, is this nothing is like that yeah, yeah. cuz them like high rise projects but they ain't too high but it's always <laughs> right and for a nigga to come from there that's why i understood juvenile and them right you know what i'm saying like right. i can understand why a nigga would be so infatuated with money when you don't when when nobody Next door to you even got shit to eat. Right. Everybody waiting on the first and the fifteenth. Nigga, you got a thousand dollars, you rich. Nigga, we got millions of dollars. We filthy rich. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So when you got right. to South Africa and, and and like how long did you stay? Uh we was there for three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was it was yeah, amazing, yeah, man. Yeah. So y'all you really got to Yeah, I got to be feel in that thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and go on the safari. Like Jay Z paid for the entire trip, man. So yeah. Um, well, Jay Electronica pay for it out of his budget, but <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he paid for it out of his budget. So, so my man Johnny, he calls me up. This is my best friend. He calls me up, like, man, I need you to drive to New York tonight. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He said, listen, I need. I'm like, I don't even have no car right now. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, look, I, I'm gonna find you a car, and I need you to drive to New York tonight. We leave to go to South Africa in the morning. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Is a snowstorm outside? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, dead it's, winter. Impossible. Let's see if it's impossible. Dead winter. So he put me in this cat, man. This cat's car with these little bitty tires on it. It's a snowstorm, literally, all the way to New York. Yeah, I'm slipping and sliding all over the road. And you, you know, at this time, you don't know what you're going to South Africa for. I have no idea. <laughs> So, you know, we get there. So he gives me the address. I pull up. It's Jay Electronica's apartment. And, um, you know, so, yeah, we, you know, it was 24 of us, a whole film crew, um, you know, all types of producers and musicians and singers. And, you know, we go jump on this plane. And, um, I mean, it was just an incredible experience being over there for three weeks. Man, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Now, yeah. what's your second favorite place? Second favorite place would have to be the Bahamas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now, how much Bahamas, how man. much of a mirror would South Africa and the Bahamas be to each other if you it's, set them side by it's side? It's totally different. Is it? Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. So, yeah. like, your experience, well, of course, that's in America, by the way. Uh, but, uh, like, so your experience in South Africa, who was the first person you was able to share that with, right? Because you had some really big moments in your life. And right. I wonder, how, how do you celebrate these moments? I don't even know if I've actually celebrated it. I think, right. I think the moment in itself is yeah. you know is kind of the celebration for me you know, i'm yeah. just kind of taking it all in and you know yeah. and just living you know living while i'm there so yeah. i think that may actually be the celebration for me but i i, no, I ask this right because we are talking question, music man. though right yeah. so you grammy nominated right that's a very very big deal it is. right <laughs> you didn't like just take some time and say like i mean because you play yeah. instruments too so this ain't yeah. you you feel what i'm saying yeah. like, but this can't be like okay so 
being Grammy nominated and you playing instruments is different if you song writing because of the process. Like you might have submitted a song, such and such put they sauce on it, and you like, okay, it's Grammy nominated, but this ain't the song I started out with. Right. Or this ain't the you know what I'm saying? But if you on there playing them instruments, you might have that one part that everybody be like purple yeah. rain. When I mean like uh when doves cry. When the guitars play Right, exactly. Th- yeah, that's the Grammy that's, nominated part. Right. <laughs> that's the part that take right. it from a super smash to a, like a super smash Grammy nominated record. Yeah. So like, yeah, what did you you had to do one thing like like, you know something, Matt? I had about uh, to to celebrate that whole thing. My mom threw me this big party. Yeah, but probably the the biggest thing, and it wasn't the celebration, but what meant the most to me, man. So I'm I'm in Guitar Center Grammy weekend in 2010. And I the go same to the Guitar Center in Southfield. Um, oh, in, in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm in L.A. My man Tony Cannon, you know, he wanted to run to the Guitar Center. I'm like, all right, you, you know, still cool. get your discount. No, <laughs> look, I mean, it depends on who at the store. Okay, yeah, okay. It's, all, it's all new cats and stuff at the all store right. now. They don't, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't really know nothing about Guitar Center like yeah. back in the day. It's yeah. a little different in there now. It's a little different. So yeah, me and my man Tony Cannon, we run the Guitar Center in um in L.A. And it's a mic box sitting out, you know, right at the front door. I'm like. Okay, somebody up in here. You yeah. know, you driving this. Right. And uh, you know, so we walk in and we see Teddy Riley standing at the um at the counter buying like some monitor speakers. You know, and of course, as a producer, Teddy Riley is like God almost. Yeah, it's another, like Quincy yeah. Jones, and then you got Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm standing there and my man Tony like, man, go say something to him. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't go talk to Teddy Riley. Yeah. Like, abs- no, I can't do it. You know, this is before I got connected with so many people because now, you know, I just, people are just people. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so he was like, man, well, I'm going to go say something to him for you. <laughs> so, you know, so Tony walks up to him. I'm standing over here playing this keyboard. You know, and next thing I look up, you know, and Teddy's doing like this, telling me to come here. So he was like, man, I heard you was out here. You know, you nominated for a Grammy, blah, blah, blah. He was like, what for? And I said, you know, for this Vinny, Vicky Reiner's record. He said, the new one? I said, yeah. He said, man, I'm going to tell you what songs you produced on the record. He said, you know, he kind of you know, think thought about it for a minute, and he literally told me the two songs that I produced. Was on it because from hearing you just play the keyboard? Pre- I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how this man knew. Yeah, but he knew the two songs that I produced on the record. What if he just he said, he said that those were his favorite? Familiar. You know, he said those were his favorite two songs on the album. Yeah. Right. That's and what he I got no reason to lie. Yeah, because, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, like, dude, this, yeah. it was the craziest thing to me, man. But you know, to get that kind of validation from somebody like him, you know, yeah. it's the man that produced, you know, the Dangerous record, everything. Yeah. Remember yeah. the time, man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. you know. So uh, you started your own independent label. Let's talk about that before we yeah. wrap everything up. Let's talk about the independent label. Could you pronounce the name? I don't want to say. Oh, it's, it's Soul Aces. Soul Aces. Yeah, Soul okay. Aces. So, yeah. so the meaning of it, um, you know, I produce soul music, you know, I, or, or music for the soul, no matter what it is. If I'm doing hip hop or jazz or R&B, whatever, it's all music, you know, for, for the, soul. the soul. And then what an oasis is. You know, it's the place where you go, where you can kind of chill and be comfortable. That's your oasis. You know, we call it a man cave or whatever you call it. It, right. may, it may be in your car. Yeah. It may be in your backyard. And you put you a pond in the back. That's your little, oasis. You know, your oasis. So I just put those two together. So, you know, it's kind of music, you know, for the soul. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, do you get artists signed to you? No artists signed just yet. Like, I really just started, um, started kind of promoting the label. And, um, you know, what I'm looking to do is kind of what Timberland did with Aaliyah and Missy. Yeah. And what, um, you know, what Diddy did with a lot of artists, you know, and kind of break 
some artists. You yeah, know, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. I think as a producer, that's really important. You know, to do like what right. the Neptunes did for right. the you giving them the sound exactly, you know, giving them their thing. So, yeah. yep. So that's then, you know that's what I'm looking to do. So with this being Motown and you being a boy straight off of Dexter, you know what I'm saying? Like, are are is, is the label gonna be in the city? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. How important was that to you to make that decision? Because it could be anywhere. It could be right. Atlanta, especially with you, be who you are. Like you, yeah. You could go from New York to you could go anywhere. How right. What made you make the decision? Like I'm keeping it in Detroit. You know the the main reason is because I know that whatever, like people have always asked me, why don't you move to L.A. or New York or Miami or you know or just somewhere else? And I'm like, anything that I need to get done, I can get it done from here. Yeah. Right. So that's the that's the biggest. You know, it can all get done from right here. Right? And and, and it can because. Michigan, Detroit has always been a staple. Like the best musicians come from here. Like oh, Studio absolutely. A is one of the best studios in the game. That's which is here, not, which is not closed. Right, right. That's what I'm Dude. saying. It's like it's a lot of stuff that's here. Yeah. The, the disc, Harmony Park, like all of oh, these yeah. things are still here at one point, and people just they don't get to see it. They don't. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, people don't know who been in Studio A. Right. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. you look at them plaques on the walls. It's like, right. Man, it's this Grammy, is it's Grammys here? in there. It's Grammys oh, yeah. in there. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, so we used to know because we was we was credit guy. We read the credits. Like, yeah. we the type of people who would know who you are. Like, oh, you did the such and such exactly. record, and exactly. that's and you don't get that no more because you don't get the credits. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, like they they wiping that away, and that's hurting musicians. Well, you know the cool thing, man. Just yesterday. Um, you know, uh, I guess the, the Grammy Association, they kind of doing this thing where they getting like a whole website together for people to, you know, to read credits. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be kind of cool. That's you know, for people. Big, that, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's important, man, for people to get their credit and to get their shine. You because, know, people yeah. want to know who played this on what. Because yeah, I want to go get him. I, I need to go get that brother and, who did and that. That's, and that's the thing, man. You know, artists being catalysts for other producers and other musicians. You want to showcase these people because I believe in the folks that I got on my record. So, you know, right. you want to let people know who, you know, who's on the record. Now, have you ever toured uh, uh, as being a part of the band, like someone's band, like going on the road as maybe they guitarist or something like that? Um, I've actually, it's always just been me. Yeah. Yep. Doing, doing my thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the love factor. Yeah. That just, uh, you yep. just released that in 2019. Yeah. Uh, when you put in the love factor together, like, do you assemble a team of writers or do you write the records? Because it's it 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 feels like a Quincy Jones album. Uh, what's that? What's that called? When he had the back on the block and all that. Yeah, back it, on the block. Yeah, and, it feel uh, like that Q's type of joint. Yeah, yeah, it feel like that type of record. So, yeah. are you are you doing the writing and all of this, or are you like? Okay, such and such is a great writer. Let me get him to that's, write this that's song what I for do. her. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. So real, pro- real producer, real, yep, real, real production. Producer. You know, yeah. so I'll come up with the song concepts or come up with you know the full track first, and then go to you know whoever I'm gonna go to to write a song for this person, or if you want to write it yourself. And that's you know that's kind of how I do it. Pick all of the musicians and just you know I literally Put sit down and you know, I write it out on paper, who I'm going to have on what, and who fits well with this person, and, right. and who sound fits, you know, so, yeah, kind of like a mad scientist type, type of thing. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. how do you scout, how do you scout the talent that you want to work with? Because you just strike me as the person that works with good talent. The name doesn't matter. So, like, yeah. are you in these spots, like, at open mics, seeing people? Every every once in a while. I don't really get out to the open mics much anymore, but, you know, the, the social media thing has made people so accessible. So, you can yeah. kind of see 
you know, who's doing what and where. Yeah. You know, like like my girl Limo, I got her and um, she was a fan of mine. Yeah. And then she released a single and then I'm like, oh, yo, this is really dope. Right. I want you on my next record. So, you know, two years later, yeah, you know, she's pinning the song for the record, you know, so I I just choose whoever I'm feeling at the time. Yeah. 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 So who would your biggest collaboration, dream collaboration be? Oh, and you don't work with some greats, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will probably be to work with Stevie Wonder again. Okay, yeah, to okay. actually do like a few songs with Stevie. Okay. Well, we'll so what you said again? So what did you do with him the first we, time? We we just recorded one song. Um, man, probably this has got to be back in '02 or something like that. So it's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Stevie in years. Yeah, but. did he compliment your glasses? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't think yep. me and my brother don't yep. think Stevie no. Wonder blind. Now the, cra- now the craziest thing, <laughs> the craziest thing. So I'm in his daughter's basement, right over yeah. in, over in East Point, yeah. and he's upstairs asleep. You know, so his daughter like, oh yeah, you know, um, I need you to come help me do something, blah 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 blah. And um, you know, you know, daddy's sleep, but he'll be down, you know, whenever he wake up. So he comes downstairs probably about fifteen twenty minutes later. Yeah, and he says my name. Yeah, when he comes downstairs before he sees me. Yeah, you know what this man said? He said he could smell me. <laughs> He knew he was over there because he scent. knew he knew I was over there because of my scent. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy, man. So you are actually our probably fourth guest to work with Stevie Wonder. Okay, uh, the other ones were dancers at the Super Bowl. Okay, and they said first of all that was very intense, but that he picked every dancer. I right? believe it, and uh, <laughs> I don't think Stevie Wonder might be blind. But Stevelyn, because that's his name, right? Stevelyn. Stevelyn might not. Steve, I don't think Stevelyn. Stevelyn Morris. He's yeah, not blind. He's yeah, not blind. Yeah, yeah. And that's no, Wonder. that's no. That's no. That's uh, no diss to him because we already figured it out because Ray Charles was on fire at that time, right? Real talk. But what's better than a blind musician? A blind kid musician. <laughs> and Stevie Wonder just stand the test of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that, just some just of those. That's, that's how yeah, we yeah, feel. Yeah, but it's just yeah. some of those artists, Boosie Collins. These guys just stand the, the test, test yeah, of yeah. time. And then that's when you yeah. could be an artist. Like like now, people think that your art is your real life. So they just like if you yeah. say that I do this in my art every. If, if I'm a rapper and I say I sell bricks, every time they see me, they want to see me with a brick. With a brick, selling. right? Yeah, yeah, like, like that's not. Well, I might have sold a brick in like '85. <laughs> I still sold right. the brick, but you know, but every time you see me, and so yeah, that's yeah. dope. So what's next overall? You got the love factor, which is a great album. We was just Thank listening you. to it on yeah. the way here, and I'm like, yo, this is like. Thank you, man. You, Thank you. you know what I'm saying? It's it's good music, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, I'm probably as big as timeless. Fan. It's timeless yeah. music. Yep, it's one of those. You know, but that's the kind of music I come from listening to. Yeah, you know, I, I want to put on a record and just leave the record on and start right. going and to the play. next song. Yeah. And, you know, and something I want to hear in ten years, twenty years. Right. I try to make that type and of music. That's yeah. how we was able to identify the Quincy Jones like right. connection because exactly. we we grew up listening to that way. Well, my mom and she just pressed play and then you look up and it's like literally the same album, but it might have some rapping. It might have some jazz. It might have right. some tracks that ain't got no vocals on it. Just right. period. Yeah. And that's you. You you really can't let all thirteen of them go. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and you just yeah. you you look up and you're like, damn, this track thirteen. Like take it back. And yeah. So yeah. Thank now, you, man. Before you get up out of here and you say what's next, how do you feel about streaming? Because you come oh, from, you man. know what I'm saying. You come from record sales. Yeah, I come from record sales. So I absolutely hate streaming. Hate I second it. that emotion. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I hate that. it. I was just having this conversation yesterday. My mom asked me, you know, about how we got paid from streaming and how much it was. And I told her, you know, the number 0. 0.00001 cent per stream. 
you know, she was like, well, how much would it be if you, you know, if you did like 5,000 strings? I'm like, probably $70. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, you ha- and then you have to let the whole song finish because if you right. don't, it don't even it count. count. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's crazy, man. But, you know, we just got to figure out how to navigate, you know, I, how to I, navigate I, I think that. I got something to counter streaming, actually, if, if artists weren't scared, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to actually just have it on your own website. Like, you got to yep. believe in yourself enough because basically... YouTube, streaming systems, all that. They need you. You don't need them. Exactly. But people are under the misconception that you need YouTube. Yeah. No. YouTube only works because of the content. YouTube ain't even a thing. It's, it's just not, it's not upload your content. Yeah. Exactly. So when people realize like YouTube need me, if the bigger artist, see the bigger artist gotta do it for the smaller artist to follow. Exactly. Because yep. that's what gotta happen. So yep. if Jay Z, Beyonce, uh Drake and all them, they he, say I mean, Jay Bavin, these I'm talking we talking hundred million view people. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we talking these hundred so million. Cardi, Jay Bavin, them type of people. They who, say I ain't putting nothing on here no more. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> and like when when I put my first record out, it was, you know, it was I need y'all. Yeah. Because, you know, that's the way you show up in the Discover Weekly, you know, and you just yeah. show up in all these different places. But the more the more people know your name, they're looking for you now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, he ain't on there. Right. But I know he put a new record out. Let mm-hmm. me go to his website. Yeah, nobody types in Universal Records. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody no. types that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's like the more name recognition you get, the more followers you get. They know that, right. okay. I know, you know where to go to get yeah, it. Because I, I believe in the to sacrifice, go. too. I believe exactly. in the sacrifice. And when I say that, that, okay, your first project, all you got to do is get the machine behind you one once, time. Because they can't take what they do away. And you, you know who grasps that concept very well? Comedians. Because comedians won't go to Ticketmaster and then still sell out venues. And now when Ticketmaster come, I need more of a percentage off right. my tickets. Yeah, comedians right. grasp that really well. Yeah, you, uh we appreciate your time, bro. Oh, we know you got to catch a flight. Uh, where can people find you at? BWilliamsMusic.com. That's that's my website. All of my social media is all B. Williams Music. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole nine. Hey, man, get them plaques, man. You you earned them. You yeah, know what I'm man. saying? Just take take a couple days. Get your assistant or somebody call. Right, call, right, call up. And, you know, and then we, I, I don't plaques, know how man. much that stuff costs now. Uh, I think it's not it's not that much, though. Uh, okay. I got a, a a partner of mine. He produced for Cash Money, and they got a they got some gold plaques. But the thing is, the album is past platinum. But Baby won't certify it as past platinum because he got <laughs> He had to pay more. But right. he found that out because he caught because right, yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the day, you want to show like this a real. I really put this work in. I did. Yeah, and you put that work in and. Just it's just a, it's just a talk piece, right? You know, Real some talk. people got Basquiat's on the wall. But, oh no, I worked for this yeah. with this person, this with is, that yeah. person, with that person. So yeah, call I did and get this. them plaques, man. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. y'all love them, that's what y'all get them for his birthday. Don't buy him no shoes. Hey, you don't like, need look, another like pair that. of shoes. <laughs> look, no, like really though, he yeah. don't need another yeah. pair of pants. Y'all put the money together and see how much all the plaques he earned, right? And cost and, 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 and get the plaques for that. Yeah, that's your dope birthday gift. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or if you celebrate Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Yeah. Just eat whatever you whatever <laughs> right. whatever you celebrate and just I'm, put, like, I'm, I'm celebrating life. Yeah, every so, every, so yeah. let's get that let's get that pop. So <laughs> we go make sure you get this and tell your people like no, make sure you listen to the end. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right, yeah. listen to the whole thing because it's something I need y'all to do. Hey man, yeah. you write off of Dexter and Davidson. We appreciate you just being such a dope person from this Thank area. Yep. I appreciate y'all, man. And this story is gonna have a kid who's standing there who's about radio. to pick up a guitar <laughs> or he about to pick up a sack. And he gonna say, 
that story let was me do better because that. Yeah. that guy didn't say he went to jail one time. He didn't say he was shot one time. And everybody right. I know who picked up this sack, been shot, been to jail, lost a lot of friends from this game. You from lose that. friends. Yeah, all but the time. You know, yeah, yeah. But dope and rap has taken more people <laughs> away yeah, from me. So, hey, AJ, if they want to contact you, what they hit you on? Uh, TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If they want to be a part of the show or anything like that, uh, PR at TCOHH.org. PR at TCOHH.org. This is the Connected Experience, which is an award-winning podcast, yeah. podcast of the year yeah. from the Pie Excellent Weekend Pie Connection. Hey, you do your thing, man. I'm I SJ. It. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.